Hi guys, welcome to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. Again, a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. We try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can, as we continue to serve our Lord. Uh, before we get into today's podcast, again, I'm waiting on some analytics here, so we'll get into those uh, once they come in. Um, but again, we just want to thank you guys so much for listening and sharing and uh, supporting the podcast. We're just so grateful. I just got an email last night uh, that we're up to about two uh, two to three episodes a week on the radio. So we're just so grateful that we have the opportunity, um, you know, for the gospel to be spread everywhere. So we're, we're so grateful for you guys and we're thankful for the opportunity that we have to keep learning and growing and studying. All right. So let's get into today's podcast for the day. Um, so the, the title for this one, we're going to call this one, just do better. We can all reach that level. Just do better we can all reach that level. Well, here's, here's what I'm talking about. I was kind of, kind of meditating on some things to help me this week and, uh, just to kind of see how I could get better and how I could help others get better. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about this topic of just, just doing better. We can all get to that level. You know, as we, um, as we grow up and as we mature, there's, there's times where, no matter what field you're in, whether it's, you know, the secular field or whether, you know, in your spiritual walk, there's going to be times where you're going to work very, very hard. There's going to be times where you're going to give extreme effort of all that you got. Um, there's going to be times where parents, where instructors, teachers, coaches, you know, they'll see you give all this hard effort. They'll see you work hard. They'll see you do all this stuff. But then they'll still tell you that you need to do better. And so many times as as millennials for us, how do we take that? I can only speak for me, but maybe you can speak for you. Hopefully I'm learning how to grow out of this. But there were times where whether it was in sports, whether it was in school, whether it's, you know, preaching, whatever it was, there's times where I've given max effort. There's times that, uh, you know, I worked hard. There's times where I I worked as hard as I could, but then from other people, I would be told you need to keep doing better. You can do better. You can do better. And so most times as millennials and myself included, what happens so many times is we only see what they say as a criticism. And then once we, we have that mindset, then we really miss where they're trying to lead us. And so, you know, there's, you know, I would have, I would have my parents, I would have instructors after I preach, they would tell me, Hey, you need to do better. They wouldn't necessarily say, Hey, you did good here, 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 and here. Sometimes they would say, Hey, so you can keep doing better. You can keep growing. And they were trying to help me grow. But so many times as I was growing up, I kind of saw that as a slight, or I saw that as, as just straight criticism. So I missed the lesson because I wasn't looking at it the right way. And so they were just trying to help me to do better so that I can reach a higher level and get better. You know, I remember there were times even in, in basketball where I could be having a great practice. I mean, a great sometimes if you played sports, we all have that day or that week where just like everything clicks. So, you know, I had a great practice shooting 90 percent from the field, executing plays, doing things I needed to do. But then the coach would just yell at me like I wasn't doing anything right. And he would yell at me in front of everybody else and tell me that I could do better and tell me that I could lead better. And so 
I would always get confused. Like, well, I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing, but why are you telling me I need to get better? You know, so when we're told to get better sometimes, when when parents, instructors, coaches, whatever, when they're telling us to get better, they're not dismissing the good that you're already doing. They're not dismissing all your hard work it takes to put in. They're not dismissing all of your effort. They're not doing that. But what they're doing is they're trying to help us to reach a different level. So that's why they say, hey, just keep going. Keep getting better. They never want you to be the good ones, the good parents, the good instructors, the good coach. They want to tell you to never be satisfied. Keep getting better. Not saying you don't appreciate what you've done, but keep getting better. Never get satisfied. And so we're going to talk about that spiritually today. Just do better. We can all reach that level. Just get better. And so I came up with two things here that that has helped me, um, and hopefully it'll help you as we study this today. So we can get better and do better and just do better in these two ways. We can do better in our commitment to the Lord, and then we can also do better for ourselves. We can do better in our commitment to the Lord, but then we can also do better for ourselves. And so we'll kind of get into that today, okay? So let's um, let's come on and open up our Bibles here to Colossians chapter 3. Again, if you're new to the podcast, we love to open up our Bibles here so you can double check, so you can study for yourself, uh, so you can go back and have your own studies here. So, you know, we always want you guys to have that evidence. You can go back and check and not just trust my word for it, okay? So Colossians chapter 3, and uh, I want to look at verses 1 and 2. And so what happens here is Paul's writing here to the church at Colossae, and a lot of this writing up to this point is all about being rooted in Christ and knowing who Christ is and knowing what Christ gives for you, right? And so he gets into chapter three, and what he does is he gives us uh, a certain attitude that we need to have to get better, right? This is the attitude that he gives us. And so remember, we're talking about just do better. We can all reach that level. And so we can do better in our commitment. Now watch what he says here in Colossians chapter three, verses one and two. If you say that you have been risen with Christ, Seek those things that are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, and set your affections on things above and not on things of the earth. And so I want you to notice, even before we start the chapter, what's that first word there in chapter 3? It's the word if. And if you know anything about that word in the English language, if is a conditional word. So if is conditioned on if you do what's written after if. So if you say you're risen with Christ, then what will you do? Your actions will seek those things that are above. And so how can I and how can you, how can we do better in our commitment to Christ? Well, number one, we can do better by reevaluating what we've been seeking first. You know, these verses that we read and the songs that we sing, seek first the kingdom of God, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, then Colossians chapter 3, seek those things that are above. You know, those things are are beautiful and they're great and we hear it all the time. Um, but when you really sit back and really evaluate what you've been doing, and myself included, sometimes you got to say, well, I haven't been seeking what I need to be right now. You know, so many times, and it it's not like you, you mean for it to happen sometimes. Sometimes it, it literally just happens over time. You know, there was a period of time where um, as I was preaching, I had to work a couple jobs to support myself. And so many times I could find myself not seeking the right things. I was so worried about money. I was so worried about paying bills. I was so worried about, you know, getting my own place. I was so worried about all this stuff. 
But then I realized, you know, and, and through through uh, great instruction from from wise people and parents and, and elders, I'm not getting what I need to get because I'm seeking the wrong stuff. And so once I started seeking the right things again and getting back on track while continuing to work hard secularly, then that's when stuff literally just started to, to line right where I needed to line up. But but before that, I was so I was like wishy washy. I was like, all right, I'll be, you know, I'll look at spiritual stuff now, but then I need to work. Well, I'll, I'll do this, but I really need to go to work. You know, everything was out of line for me. So I needed to get better in my own commitment. So the question for you and I becomes, how can we get better? So what are the things that are above that we should seek? Here's three things here to seek those things which are above to do better in our commitment to him. Number one, we got to seek teaching. We got to We got to want to be taught. You know, uh, and a lot of times, and this is what hurts us as millennials too. We like to do things on our own and we like to figure stuff out and we don't necessarily like to get help until we're desperate. That was my problem. I didn't like to get help until I was like desperately needing help. But then over time, I was like, well, why am I doing this? It's not even helping me out. So get help in learning how to grow. So teaching. So are you focused on getting taught and are you focused on actually teaching when you're taught? That's that's what evangelism is, right? And so if you say that you're risen with Christ, if you say you have that relationship with him, then what is one thing we'll focus on? We'll focus on getting taught and we'll focus on teaching others so that we can help others. Then number two, what's another thing that helps us to seek those things that are above? Two, worship. Remember in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. So the thing is, how can we say, that we are committed, that we are risen with him if worship is an option. See, when we talk about getting better, worship cannot be an option. Worship is what we do. And so when we talk about just do better, we can reach that level. We have to be willing to sacrifice some things. So guess what? So that fun time that I could have on Wednesday night or that fun time that I could have on Sunday afternoon or that fun time I could have Sunday morning or Sunday night with other people. So I have to choose, do I want to sacrifice fun for Christ or do I want to worship? These are real decisions you got to make. And so remember, we have to be committed to him if we want to just do better, if we want to get better. So we have to be great in our teaching and wanting to be taught but we also have, so how can we be great in teaching and wanting to be taught if we see worship as an option? You see, so many times what happens is, oh, well, I'll just miss this one time. Well, I'll just miss this one time or this one event. It's very, very important. I've been to worship every single time, but I'll just miss this once. See, once you start compromising, then the next event will come up. Oh, it'll just be this once or the next big thing. Oh, it'll just be this once. You, we can't compromise when it comes to Christ. Because remember, what did, what did Colossians say? If you say you're risen with him, then who will you be committed to? You'll be committed to him. So is teaching and being taught optional for you? Is worship optional for you? And then number three, is spiritual growth optional for you? We got to grow. Remember in Second Peter chapter uh, chapter 1, Verses five through seven, it tells us to add to our faith all these things, right? Faith, charity, temperance, all that stuff, brotherly kindness. So we have to want to grow. And so 
to answer the question, what are those things that are above being taught is of those things that are above worship is of those things that are above growing is of those things that are above. And so the question becomes for, for us, what if, and just, this is just a hypothetical here. Remember, we're talking about just do better. We can all reach that level, right? So what if you've been a Christian all your life, you, you, you read, right? You, you come to worship, but then someone comes along and someone tells you, you can still get better. How would your attitude be? How would your attitude be? Would you complain and say, well, I'm doing this already. I'm already, I'm already coming to worship. I'm already, you know, reading. So how can you say I can, I can get better. So would you complain or would you actually find a way to get better? See now for me, what I would do earlier on, I complained. So I felt like I was doing the things I needed to do, but then a, a great elder, a great person in the church, a, my parents, Hey, so you can, you can get better. You can, you can do better. I'd always be like, well, why can I get better? How come I can't, how come uh, what I'm doing can't be appreciated? It's not like they don't appreciate what I'm doing. They're just saying you can get better. You can do better. And so what happened for me is when I was told in basketballs and, and preaching and all this stuff, when I was told I can get better, sometimes I would get defensive. Then what I would do is I would go listen to people that tell me, oh, you're good. That was great what you just did. You don't need to do any better. You're, you're doing great. See, I would go to people that would tell me I don't need to do anything else. But then the people that were, that were challenging me, I would run away from that and I would get defensive. You see, I was reading one of my favorite uh, teams, the Alabama football, right? Coach Saban and, uh, and Coach Belichick, the Patriots. Yeah, y'all might hate me, but I'm a Patriots and Alabama fan. So I was watching their documentary and Nick Saban talked about the climb to get to the top, to be the best, to, to be the best version of yourself and whatever you're doing. And what he says, he says, the great ones, they can get to the top of the mountain and all that effort and all that hard work and all the sacrifice and all the blood and all the sweat and the tears and the years that it took to get where they got. And they can get to the top of the mountain and they can appreciate it and they can celebrate and they can do all this stuff. But the great ones, they get to the top and they say, how can I get higher? How can I get better? You see, so remember, what are the three ways that we can seek those things that are above to keep going higher? We can keep going higher in our teaching. We can keep going higher in worship. We can keep going higher in our spiritual growth. So the question becomes, if I'm doing those things great already, if I'm teaching right now, if I'm consistently getting worship, if I'm if I feel like I'm growing, don't just be satisfied. How can you get better? So the question becomes, I'm teaching, but how can I be more effective? Or with worship, I'm coming to worship right now, but will I let anything get in the way of me being at worship every time? Then number three, talking about spiritual growth. I've grown already. I'm better than what I was last year. I'm better than I was the year before. But how can I get better right now? How can I get better tomorrow? How can I get better the next day? How can I get better next year? So how can we get better in our commitment to the Lord? What did Colossians chapter 3 say? If you say you want to get better, if you say you want to keep climbing, if you say you want to be like him, then what are the things that you and I need to be seeking? Seek those things that are above. 
quickly, I want to I want to give a message to our our college group, you know, our college age that are listening. Um, I know we have a bunch of college age people that listen, so don't get caught in this. I call it the I call it a web, and what happens is you can be coming to worship, you can be coming to, to extra studies, you can you can be coming to all this stuff, and that's wonderful. And please keep doing those things. But even while those things are being done, sometimes it feels like you have to you have to substitute those things for work. So this is what I'm saying. Sometimes you you do all these things, but then work still comes first, but then your career still comes first. And so then you try to figure all this stuff out. And then what worship and what God becomes, it becomes a little compartment in your life. And so. Sunday and Wednesday, well, let me go to my worship department. Let me go to my God compartment. But then the rest of the week, you just work, 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 work. Then Sunday, all right, let me open up the let me open up the God compartment. Then Wednesday, okay, let me open up the God compartment. So then throughout the week, we're not seeking those things that are above. We're focusing on work throughout the week. But then just two days a week, then we're focusing on things that are above. You see, in order to do what Colossians chapter three says. You can't get caught in this web of just doing it twice a week. Seeking those things that are above, you got to do it every day. It's got to be consistent. And so with me, I was caught in that web for a while where on Sunday and Wednesday, I would give all the effort. But then throughout the week, all that effort would just be focused on work solely. All right, let me go to these two jobs. Let me do this. Let me do this. So it's focused all on that. Now you got to work. Right. You got to you got to provide for yourself. You got to do those things. But you have to understand balance. And that's what I'm trying to learn, too. You got to understand balance, because if you if you let one thing be one sided, you'll always find yourself teetering and you'll always find yourself. Like not knowing what you're going to do or or where the Lord wants you to go because you don't have yourself lined up yet. So in order to line yourself up, just try this. Trust me, guys, just try it. When we're talking about seeking first the kingdom, you're going to have to change your decision-making process. But trust me, those of you that are caught in the web right now, you really want to know where you want to go. You want to know where God wants you to go. But in order to do that, you got to seek him first. So throughout the week, let's say, let's say you work Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but then the schedule comes out and this week they need you to work a shift Wednesday from seven to nine, but that's, that's during worship time. So in order to seek those things that are above, what are you going to do? Now, if you're focused so much on work, guess what you're going to take? You're going to take that shift. But if you focus on those things that are above, guess what you're going to do? You're going to give up that shift and you're going to go to worship. You see, those are the little decisions that you got to make throughout the week to seek those things that are above. You see, it's easy to do that on Sunday and Wednesday, but it's harder throughout the week when those things are getting in the way. Now, here's another scenario. It's a Friday night. There's a college study. There's a, there's a youth study. There's a men's study. There's a women's study at the building or at someone's house, 7 o'clock. But then there's something at your friend's house that you could do every other week, and they say, well, how come, why don't you just come over and hang out with us? So what are you going to do? Is it necessarily wrong to hang out with your friends on a Friday night? No. But if you can do that all the time, 
hey, let me let me uh, let me catch you guys next week. Let me catch you guys Friday or let me catch you guys next Friday. I'm going to go to this study. See, those are the little decisions that you got to make to seek first the kingdom. See, but once you start compromising those things, then what God will become for you is a compartment and you open it up when you want him. We got to do better in our commitment. Then number two, how can we do better? We got to do better for ourselves. What do we mean by that? See, many times what happens is we can become, we can become complacent and myself included, and we cannot grow on our own. And so the thing for you and I, in order to want better, you got to want better for yourself. You got to want better. And so you should want a strong spiritual relationship with Christ. You should want that. So if you want better, you got to do better. You should want a strong spouse. If you want a strong spouse, you got to do better. You should want, you know, a strong family. If you want that, you got to do better. But how, how is all this stuff going to happen? See, you and I have to strive for better. We got to strive for it. See, here's something that I've heard a long time ago. I never forgot this. In this life, whenever you want something great for yourself, no matter what it is, you have to be willing to give even greater effort to get it. So if I would ask a group of people, hey, how many want to have a strong relationship with God? How many, how many want to get to heaven? Everybody's going to raise their hand. Nobody's going to have their hand down. But the, the small few will only give the effort to be great. You know, it takes hard work and effort and sacrifice to be great spiritually. It takes effort to be great. So if you want a great family, if you want greatness for yourself, you got to be willing to give greater effort to get it. So here's the thing. When you want something great, you can either do one of two things. See, everybody wants something great, but here's what people do. And in, in, in the side of greatness, number one, you can either complain or make excuses, or you can just accept the fact that you'll just never be greater than what you really are. And I've seen that. And that's, it kind of gives me the chills to see that in people, man, I see greatness in you. You know, you can be, you can be so much for the Lord. You can be so much for yourself. You can do, you can do and be so much better. But then I, I literally see people make the choice and they just accept, I'll just never be, I'll just never be better than my situation. I, I'll just never be, you know, better than what I am. I, I can never be. And they just accept the fact that they won't be great. And they just keep living their lives the same way and make God a compartment or in the side of greatness and wanting to be great. You can actually rise up as Colossians chapter three says, and you can become more than what you are. Well, who else did that? You know, Paul did that. Paul in the side of spiritual greatness, he didn't complain. He didn't make excuses and he didn't just accept who he was. He got up and got better. Look at this. Look at first Timothy chapter one. I want to notice this for you guys. First Timothy chapter one, uh, look at verses 12 through 15. And, and what Paul is doing here, he's writing to Timothy and what he's explaining here, he's explaining God's mercy towards him. Now, if you don't know anything about Paul, what Paul did before was Paul was a persecutor of Christians. And what he would literally do is he would go on order and he would go find where Christians were and he would execute them if they, uh, if they admit it to their faith. And so Paul was, was wi widely known for this. Like this is what he did, but on the road to Damascus, remember now he changed and he was converted. 
So now notice what Paul writes here in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 through 15. And I thank Christ, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, who was before I was a blasphemer. He said I was a persecutor. He said, and I was injurious. He said, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and I did it in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And so notice what Paul said here. Paul said, look, I'm chief of sinners. Paul said I was a blasphemer. Paul said I was a persecutor. But then at the end, Paul said, well, because I was all this, then there's no way I could be what Christ wants me to be. That's what we do. Oh, well, I used to be this. Oh, this is this is what I was. This is what I am right now. So I don't see myself getting better. So I'm just going to stay where I'm at. Did Paul do that? Paul said he was counted faithful to get into the ministry. So when, when God challenged Paul to get better and be better, what did Paul do? Paul got up and got better. Paul decided to do better. See, Paul didn't complain. See, if you want better for yourself right now in your life, you got to do the work to get better. You see, think about this for a second. There are some people in your life right now that you know that when you look at them, they're at a certain level that you want to get at. And I'm talking about spiritually. So there it might be a person that you know, and you're like, man, I want to be, I want to get to that level. Or you know someone at that level, right? But then what happens so many times is when you see somebody, we we don't want to put in the work that they put in. But how did they get to where they were? Is it because they're special? Is it because they're smarter? Is it because they're whatever more than you? See, here's a great thing about being a Christian. It's the same effort that you saw someone else give. If you give it, you can have what they had. You can be what they are. But the difference between those people are the people that you see that are strong, that you consider strong. They made those little choices Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to seek those things that are above. And they're making the choices that you're not willing to make right now. That's how they're better. So when they were presented with an opportunity to do one thing or come to worship, they never let one thing get in the way. When they're presented with an opportunity to do this thing rather than come to worship, they didn't let that get in the way and they came to worship. When they were presented with an opportunity to do all these other things instead of growing and teaching, they left those things aside and they did those things. See, they made those little choices that no one else is willing to make. That's how they got better. So the question becomes, you say you want to get better, right? Everybody says that. But if you're not willing to make those little choices throughout the week, what you're doing, you're just puffing smoke. I want to get better. I want to get better. But you're not willing to make the choices to be better. So then what happens is when you don't want to make those choices to be better, then you'll just sit there and you'll just accept the fact, well, I just can't get better. I'll just stay here. I'll just accept who I am and I'll just stay here. That type of attitude from a Christian is not getting to heaven. It's not happening. God has never accepted mediocrity. God has never accepted scraps and God has never accepted apathy. 
God accepts those who are willing to strive to be better. So the question is, are you just accepting who you are right now or you want to get better? Don't. And I'm, I'm going to say this with all the love that I can, and I hope those that know me take this the right way. It's time to stop complaining that you're not good enough. It's time to stop. It's time to stop complaining that you don't know enough. It's time to stop complaining that you don't, that you aren't whatever enough. It's time to just do better. It's just time to do better because what you're doing, and and I'm saying this because I was there too. What we're doing is we're just wasting days and time and years just making excuses. And every time someone comes along to help you get better, you get scared and then you just run back and just accept that you can't be what people are. You can't be what Christ wants you to be. See, here's here's a here's an example, a secular example. There was a guy on my high school basketball team. He was more physically gifted than I than any dude I've ever seen in my life. But the dude was lazy. He was I mean, he was just I mean, he's a walking scholarship. That's what the guy was. He was more gifted than anybody I've ever seen in my life, but he was lazy. And so there was there was one practice that we had. All he did was sit there and complain the whole practice, the entire. I mean, he wasn't running plays. He wasn't. I mean, he was literally sitting there dressed up complaining. And so what the coach did, coach was fed up and coach stopped practice. And at the center center logo, he had everybody else stand in a circle and the coach stood in the circle with us, all the coaches, and he put that dude in the middle. I mean, and it was just like eerily quiet, just nothing. And so he says, I want you to look at your teammates right now. And the dude looked around and he said, they all know every single one of your teammates. They know that you're stronger. They know that you're faster. And they know that they will never be what you are physically. They know that. But the coach got in dude's face. And he said, but look at your teammates. He said, despite knowing that they can never be you, despite knowing that they can never be as talented as you are, despite knowing that they can never be as physically gifted as you, they're sweating. They're diving. They're giving effort. They're listening. They're being coachable. And he got in dude's face and he said, you're going to sit here and you have the nerve to complain to me and to complain to your teammates. And that guy, he left and he never came back. But that made us a better team because he was out the way. You see, spiritually, the same thing happens. We look at somebody and we look at people and we say, I can never be them. I can never be as smart as them. I can never feel and be as strong as they are. I can never have the type of attitude as they are. I can't, I can't have the biblical knowledge as they have. And so you do just like that guy and you sit there and worship and you sit there in, in their presence and all you do to yourself maybe and maybe to their face is complain. But the same effort that they got to get there, are you willing to give it? So what you might not be as So what? You may never be as smart as they are. Are you willing just to work? So what? You don't know as much as they do right now. Are you willing to study so you can know something? 
So what that you might feel unworthy? Are you willing to study so that you can feel worthy? You see, are we going to sit our lot? Are we going to, you know, sit down and just be like that guy spiritually? And all we do is look at everybody else stronger than us and say we can never be them. Or are you going to give effort to be like them? There's nothing special about those that we feel are strong. They just gave effort. And I guarantee y'all, I guarantee 100%. Those Christians in your life that you view as strong, that you view as a, a standard that you want to hit. I guarantee you that if they had the opportunity, they would help you get to where they are. There was a brother that I knew, Brother Garland Elkins. I mean, when I saw this man um, study the Bible, when I saw him preach, when I saw him teach, when I saw him quote the scripture, I sat there in awe. And for, for about a year, actually the whole time I was at school, really, I saw him, I said, I can never be him. I can never be him. And so one time I preached there at Forest Hill and the Elkins gave me a, uh, a, a letter that I still have. And they said, we're so proud of you for preaching the gospel. They said, keep studying and keep learning and keep growing and the Lord can use you. You see, the thing, what happens is we compare ourselves so much. Maybe I'll never be Brother Elkins. Maybe I'll never be Brother so-and-so. Maybe I'll never get there. But maybe it's not meant for me to get. Maybe I just give effort to be the best version of Jordan that I can be. Instead of trying to get to somebody else's level. Maybe I just need to be the best I can. And that's why the coach was so mad at that guy. He said, look, all these guys know they can't be you. But they're giving the best that they can so they can be the best version of themselves collectively for this team. So the question for you. Have this whole time in your life, are you stuck? Just complaining about what you can't be. I was there and it's a it's a lonely place. It's a it's a sad place, too. But guys, just. Understand that. The Lord wants you to give the max effort that you can give. Give your max. So what you can't be like this guy or so what you can't be like this girl. So what you can't be, but be the best version of yourself with the scripture. And don't you think if one person that you see is strong, gave effort. That the Lord can help you to become strong, too. You got to give that effort. And so the question becomes. Are we going to live our lives. Making excuses why we can't be better spiritually. Or are you just going to stop complaining and just get better? My my uh, admonition to you is I know sometimes when we talk about spiritual growth, when we talk about changing, when we talk about making certain decisions, I know it's scary. I know it is. And it was scary for me, too. But I just I'm begging you guys don't. When it comes to your spiritual life and getting better and being better for yourself, please Please, please don't let growth and don't let challenge intimidate you. Because what happens, what Satan wants you to do is he wants you to see the standard of the of the gospel and he wants you to be um he wants you to be intimidated by it, like you can never reach it. 
that you can never attain it, that you can never be anything. And so what Satan wants you to do is just accept who you are, make God your compartment on Sundays and Wednesdays, but you just keep working hard, doing whatever that you're doing. And, and all the while that you're doing that, we're going to miss heaven that way. We're going to miss it. And I think that's why in Matthew it mentions that so many of us on that day are going to say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all this? Didn't I do this in your name? Wasn't I consistent on Sunday and Wednesday? But he's going to say, I, I didn't even know who you were. Why? Because you didn't give the effort that I prescribed for you to give. As I know it can be scary. I know it can be hard. And I know it's, it's very easy to, to run away. And trust me, I had my Jonah moment too. I, I, I ran away too. I know it's scary to run away from any challenge. I know it's scary to run away from, from growing. I know it's scary to run away from others that intimidate us. I know it's, it's scary. It is. It's very scary. But take that challenge. Don't run away. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to run away and just be satisfied with where you are. I'm going to give you the same advice I was given. Just do better. Just do better. Because there's always another level you can reach. So if you're if you're in this mode where you're just constantly just satisfied, don't don't be that way. Find a way to grow. Find a way to get better. And so don't compare yourself to other people. Be the best version of yourself. And if you give that effort, don't you think the Lord's going to help you that he helped that other person? He will. He will. It's a wonderful thing to see. And let me tell you all something just real quick before we close. It is it is one of the. Um, it's hard to even put into words. How many people I've seen the Bible change? I mean, just completely completely change. I mean, but I'm talking about those who made the commitment to let the book change them. I've seen, I've seen addicts change. I've seen, I've seen denominations change. I've seen lifestyle changes. I've, I've seen it all. And it's just, it's incredible when someone in their life, they've tried everything and they feel like they run out of options. And then they give everything they've got to the Bible and they're a totally different person. It's incredible. It's incredible to see that. And for those that know me here locally and those that know me from wherever else, that's what I'm trying to help you guys do. I want to help you guys change and be better to be way better than what you thought you could be. But I can't make the choice for you. And I don't want you to make the choice because Jordan wants you or you got to want it for yourself. You got to want it for yourself. And when you do, and when you make that choice, and when you make that commitment, you'll be able to look back and be like, what was I doing? <laughs> you'll be able to look back and be like, I was, what was I, where was I even going? What was I even doing? Where was I even trying to go? The work can help you be better. So let's do better and let's get higher. Let's reach new levels. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? Man, it's just, ah, uh, I just love seeing like, I love seeing people make that choice in their life not to be scared, not to be intimidated, 
and just be like, I'm doing this. And and they change and become better. It's a beautiful thing, but it's a it's a sad thing that has brought tears to see people scared, to be see see people intimidated, and to see people just be like, nah, I'm just good where I'm at. It's it's a sad thing. And you wish you can make choices for people, but you can't. So, I mean, let's get better, guys. Let's be better. Let's do better. And I promise you, you don't got to do it by yourself. We'll walk right there with you. You know, and that's the great thing about studying is when you study, you know, when you want to grow, it's not like you got to, you got to, you know, run faster so you can reach where somebody else is at. We'll walk together. Man, that's incredible. Such a good study, man. Such a good study. Uh, next week, we'll be back on Monday uh, with a new podcast. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with more analytics, too. Um, so, again, thank you guys so much for subscribing and, and listening and studying with me. And we hope that uh, we continue to learn and grow together. Thanks, guys.